This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frames. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hon, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me is Matt Smith. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 5-3, yes, I'll say it again, 5-3 victory against Sheffield Wednesday at Craven Cottage. Wow, that's all I can say, Matt. So much going on. But before we even talk about Fulham, our mornings here in the United States started a little bit different because we got some good news via a club that I really don't like at all. That's Stoke City. But Giannis called his shot. Giannis said it's a tough place to play, the Britannia Stadium. And we got some help from Stoke City today to keep the dream alive. The dream is flickering, but it's alive, my friend. Your thoughts on earlier with Brentford losing to Stoke City. That started our day off on on a good note. Yeah, yeah, like you said, Giannis Giannis definitely called it, but – uh. You know, I think what you saw in watching that game, uh, something we were talking about off air, was just things are getting real for Brentford. Yeah. And you look at, you know, kind of the run-in and their great start after the after the restart. Um, you know, they were kind of chasing something that they really didn't think. I don't think anybody really thought was going to happen. Everybody just assumed that it was going to be West Brom and Leeds going right. up. It became very real to them. 
Yeah. And, you know, and then so, so you're loose, right? You're loose. You're full on confidence. You, know, you get a couple of wins and things start rolling and then things get real. Um, you know, you, you hold your destiny in your own hands and it's instead of, instead of, Hey, let's just go do our job. And then whatever happens, happens. It's, it's no, actually what we do is what's happening. Um, and so you do get a little tight. I think you saw a couple things, a couple instances of that in the Brentford match. They, you know, they, they kicked a corner kick that never came in bounds. Uh, I think they had a foul throw called on, which you see so rarely. Yeah. Um, you know, just little things like that. And, and you're sitting there thinking, yeah, this is actually starting to get to them a little bit. And then you start looking at their roster and they don't really have experience going through this. The one person no. with experience going through this is POTUS Johnson. Yes. Who's had a negative experience, who's never had a positive experience going That's through right. this. Only a negative experience. And so, it actually experience in these kind of situations means a means a lot, especially in this league with with you know as Giannis said yesterday, anybody can beat anybody on any, any given day. So that's right. Um, it definitely makes Wednesday very very interesting. It's all now there, but if you look at it, obviously three different things have to happen. Fulham have to win, and we have to have some good things happen against teams like West Brom and Brentford. So there's still a lot to do, but. It's now there. It's now it goes to the last match, which makes things fun. So, but again, um, I want to start here, Matt. Before I go to your initial thoughts, I usually leave this for the post match show. We'll talk about this in the post match show as well. So you get the result, but here, here again, I I saw the starting eleven, and I was a little bit surprised by this. Now, again, do you think maybe he might have changed things up after he saw the result? Because again, this is an hour before the match and the Brentford match is still going on. I was a little bit shocked by the lineup. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, you know, especially with Reed, uh, Reed being rested. That's right. Um, you know, was, was interesting. Um, you know, and, and then Matt, you know, Lamar Shan coming in, um, you know, and playing left back. I thought it was, it was very, I didn't really know what to think of it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was very conservative. Very conservative, um, and I and you know obviously we know we don't have the attacking options in terms of making changes. I think Cabana was probably one of, if not the only option to to come in for Cav, and um, you know so. But in the back and in the midfield, I thought it was really really interesting, and I didn't really know what to think of it until we started playing the way we were playing. Yep. Um, and you know obviously it works, so it's it's hard it to did. question it when it when it goes so well in the first half. It did work, but I, again, I'm, I'm just going back to what was going through your mind, my mind, when, when we're looking at it, and I'm thinking, what is Scott Parker doing here? But obviously, he got it right, Matt. He had an idea, but on the face of it, I, I thought it was a conservative move, rest some players, play for the playoffs, and uh, that's the way that I was looking at it when I, when I saw it, but obviously, he had an idea in his mind, and listen... It worked. Again, we'll talk about this crazy match. And I'm just going to share this comment. This is from our friend Benjamin Bird because I think this sums everything up, my friend. Strangest game in a long time. Would you agree with that? No doubt. No doubt. It, uh, to say weird is probably a bit of an understatement. Um, just to go up 3-0, um, you know, obviously Gary Monk made some changes at halftime and um, – you know, kind of gave him a shot in the arm a little bit, probably gave him a little bit of the hairdryer treatment if I had to yep. guess at halftime um, and uh, kind of questioned and, and kind of challenged them. So 
Um, so, you know, I, it actually, what was a little bit more disappointing for the whole thing was actually Sheffield Wednesday's performance in the first half because, Oh, they were horrific. It, you know, it was, it, I really, you know, yesterday when we had the preview show, I really thought that they would be professional and come out and yep. this, that, and the other. And you never want to necessarily intentionally question a professional's work rate, but it didn't, I mean, for instance, our, I mean, I'm sure we'll go over it, but the second goal that we scored, Mitro's, Mitro's first was very easy, very just simplistic in terms of how it was able to be finished. Um, you know, so it was, uh, but man, bizarre. And then, then that's all in the first half, let alone the second half. The second half is a completely different animal. Uh, and we're going to talk about it because, again, uh, I've actually uh, got some interesting things for us to talk about in a short show. This is just our initial reactions, and we'll have a full post-match show, which we'll go into more detail. But I'm just telling you, this was just like uh, I'm glad that Ben said this was a very strange game, and uh, Fulham let this team back in. But to their credit, like you said, the substitutes at halftime going in the second half for Gary Monk worked very well. We didn't react well, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. It ends 5-3, to three and there's just, you know, again, just for initial reaction, we, we could go for an hour, but we're just going to share just some key stuff here, my friend. And uh, let me start here. Let me, let me uh, get your th- uh, thoughts on the opening goal. Let's, let's talk about some good things first. Niskin's Cabano, let's talk about this. Niskin's Cabano scores to start. Fulham off in, in the uh, first half. What were your thoughts about this goal from Cabano? Honestly, I think the goalkeeper could have done better, but let's give Cabano some credit here. Yeah, it's uh, it's always great to see Niskins get back on the score sheet. Um, I think his 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 work rate, uh, you know, is unquestionable, um, and it, and his I think his love and his want to be a part of the club and and be in the team. Um, you know, I think we see that, and and really what you saw was really his pace. Um, today um, and really being able to outpace uh, their right back. And uh, I think you're right. I think, I think the goalkeeper, I think on, on, you know, retrospectively we'll go back and look at that film and probably wonder about his angle. Was he too close to the near post? Right. Uh, You know, things like that, but um, you know, take nothing away from the finish. Um, You know, he he definitely took care of the job and um, you know, it was definitely, and like I said yesterday, I think it was important for us to come out fast and score the first goal. So I think that, that kind of set us on our way in the first half. It did, and that leads to talking about really a great goal by Mitro, the first goal by Mitro. This was, again, well taken by him, well set up by him. So thoughts on the second goal, and this sets Fulham up really well at 2-0. Yeah, a great goal. Like I said before, I think Sheffield Wednesday won't be happy with it. I think it was very simple. Their, Their back line was so stretched. That the you know the whole the, the the gap that Mitro ran through and the ball was played through was yep. big enough to drive a tractor trailer through, um, and, and in that part of the field that just can't happen. So they'll be a little bit upset by it, but obviously we're not going to apologize for it. So no. great ball, great <laughs> ball through from Anima had to be the right uh, weight uh, or pace, uh, depending on you know whichever we want to call it. A great weight of the pass for him to just have a touch, a nice easy finish, uh, which Mitro. Mitchell gets that chance. He's yep. he's a killer from you know in that with that kind of opportunity. So absolutely, um, you know you can't give him those kind of chances. But it was well taken, well set up, and uh, we made it look easy. I th- as, as we did that goal. Sheffield Wednesday made some defensive mistakes there, but we yep. punished it and we made it look easy, which was great. Yep, and that's uh, followed up where 
now Fulmar are in complete control going up 3-0 when Mitra scores again on a penalty. But let's talk about this because um, I watched it back several times. This is, again, a mistake by Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind then what happens in the second half because I don't – your thoughts. Was this soft or was this just a, a silly error by – by uh, by Sheffield Wednesday. What are your thoughts about the penalty call here? Was it the right one? Yeah, I think I think that's a stone cold penalty. Um, okay. it, it was it was a big time mistake um, from the Wednesday player. I, it, I always get frustrated as a coach when you give up penalties in the wide portions of the box, um, when really that angle is so difficult that uh, and all it was was just a Cabano cutback. That's all yep. it was. It was nothing extravagant. It was just, just a, a mistake. He got beat for quickness and pace, stepped his foot in, and, and that was that. But you always, as a coach, if you if you give up a penalty within the goal mouth of yep. the eighteen yard box, you say, yeah, you know, you had to do this, you had to do, you, know, you had to block, be ready to block a shot or so on and so forth. But he was in the very corner of the eighteen yard box, and and I'm just not sure that 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 was necessarily necessary. But I think that also shows it showed a little bit of lack of focus on Wednesdays from that particular player um, to not really be kind of prepared for that um, and to, to go in so carelessly. Totally agree. And uh, that leads Fulham in great shape. They're now up three nil at the half. And honestly, I'm thinking, okay, we need a, a relaxing second half, Matt. I'm thinking to myself, the players do too. You know, again, it's been a long season. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to see this match out. And then, of course, the beginning of the second half, you have the substitutions, which, again, really worked for Sheffield Wednesday. They really did well. And I want to give credit where credit is due to uh, Gary Monk for doing that. But I'm not going to give them credit for what I'm about to share because the errors that Fulham made here, again, they give up three goals from a team that was having all these clean sheets, Matt. They give up three goals in the second half. This is unacceptable. The first one. Now, our friend Steve Lydiard is a ref. He was even got a shout out on the broadcast that he said it was a penalty. I didn't think so at the time. So it got me to think, was this a makeup call for the penalty that Fulham got? Was this just, again, to give them one? What are your thoughts on that? Because Steve was very strong on this. This was a penalty to him. It was horrible defending by Maxime Lamashan. Unfortunately, I've seen this before from him. So let's talk about the first goal from uh, Sheffield Wednesday, the penalty. I I think it probably was a penalty. Um, you know, you, you can't – the only – the replays that we got to see were kind of innocuous. Yeah, um, it was difficult. But I will say this, from a – you know, being a goalkeeper and training goalkeepers for 20-plus years – you're as a goalkeeper, you're always going to get the benefit of the doubt if you go down with your hands first. If you notice, he he actually tackled the ball with his feet. He did. Which you're from a referee, you know, goalkeepers, we always say goalkeepers get the benefit of the doubt all the time. Yep. Right. It was crossing situations or whatever. Um, but you're going to get the benefit benefit of the doubt more than more often than not if you go down with your hands first to that ball as compared to throwing your feet at it like a field player and making a tackle like that. Um, and so that from a, from a strictly from a road act standpoint, that's where he made the mistake is if he throws his hands at that ball and goes yeah. down at it to collect it with his hands, 
maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a, a penalty there. Sure. Um, but you know, when you go in with your feet like that as a goalkeeper, the the, the referee is not going to give you the benefit of the doubt more often than not. Okay. Let's move on and let's talk about the second goal. This was a deflection, but again, they scored again. This is, I believe, off of Cabano. They scored to make it three to two. I mean, I'm sorry to to, to score their second goal. It wasn't three to two at the time. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, Cabano had his hand in a bunch of goals today, didn't he? Two, he did. Two uh, got tackled for the penalty and then one off uh, one off his backside. So, uh, <laughs> I think just the the biggest error on that is just the poor clearance. Um, you know, the ball was half cleared. Anything can happen when the ball gets half cleared to the top of the D, uh, you know, cause they're, they've got people out there waiting to just, you know, chomping at the bit to strike a ball. Um, and that's kind of what happened. I feel like the guy was actually trying to go far, bend it in far post, yep. um, when it, when it came to him. Uh, so just really the mistake there is just, is just the poor clearance. It was a half clearance to the top of the D and you're going to get punished when you do that. Right. And then later on, you have the goal from Nuhu. I can't stand Nuhu, but he's very effective in, in what he does. And, you know, again, that made a very nervous time, 4-3. to three. And, again, I think all three goals are preventable, so we have to talk about that. But, again, I want to go back because I made a goalman because it was, it was not 3-2 to two at the time. It was actually it was, uh, it was uh, 4-1 to one at the time, so it became 4-2 to two because I want to talk about Cabano's second goal, Matt. Thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, he's just uh, now. Now you just hope he's flying, right? He's he's got some co- he's got some confidence in him. He's he used his pace um, and was able to kind of put it away. And so it, it wasn't really. There's not really a whole lot to break down there, other yeah. than I think we we kind of caught him sleeping a little bit um, and, and were able to stick in the fourth. Okay, and then like I mentioned, you got the fourth, but then you have a couple goals like we already just talked about from. Um, from Murphy and then, of course, from Nuhu. And, oh, boy, you know, again, I go back to the first time they played and Nuhu scored to uh, to get the draw for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm thinking, this can't be happening. But let's talk about this. I think this is huge news. We have to talk about the uh, the goal by Bobby Decadova reed Okay, here's a guy that needed a goal in the worst way. So it's 4-3, to three, and he scores to make it 5-3. And, you know, as I put here, Bobby Decadover reads scores to put the match away. But there was still more drama to come. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But before I talk about the drama and how it's going to affect Fulham in the next match, because we have to talk about Harrison Reed. Before we do that, let's talk about the goal from Bobby Decadover reed He needed one, and this was a nice goal. Yeah, it was, it's massive for Bobby. Um, you know, you, you feel for him because he, he just – just wasn't taking his chances, um, you know, and, and for one reason or another, whether it was, you know, just opportunities that he had and wasn't, wasn't focused, or maybe he even, it got to the point where maybe he was tightening up over chances because he hadn't scored in so long. Um, but, you know, to get him on the, on the, back on the score sheet could be massive for us moving forward. Yeah, um, totally agree. If we do end up in the playoffs, which most likely we will, but if we end up in the playoffs to have him rolling as well, and back, you know, back in full confidence in front of goal could be a big, big deal um, for us because the the more the more bullets in your gun that you have, and the more and more people that you have on the field that have the ability to score and the confidence to score, the more dangerous you're going to be. And so this was this was a big goal, not only for the scoreline in this match, but a massive, massive goal for for Bobby in particular. Oh, absolutely. And and so confidence I, wise, absolutely. 
I hope that this can really catapult him forward because I, I, I have a lot of time for Bobby just because, first of all, whenever he played against us, he always torched us. He did. Um, and now that he's with us, hopefully he can get into that into that role as well. Totally agree. And uh, it's funny because uh, I kept saying in my predictions for like two or three times, I wanted Anthony Knockhart to score, and he's come close several times, and, and he's given you max effort recently, except for, like I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of his one-on-one play, but he does track back. But getting back to Reed, Reed's a player that I, as you said, I, I have a lot of time for, and I'm very happy for him, and I hope this is something that he can use as a springboard, score more goals. We need more goal scorers. Let me ask you this before we talk about the downside of this match, because we do have to talk about that. Is this encouraging to you that we scored this many goals? Because we are not scoring that many goals, Matt. There are a couple of ways to look at this. Is it more of a reflection on Fulham or on how bad Sheffield Wednesday were? We're talking about just scoring the goals. Yeah, it's um, there, there are a lot of ways to look at it. I think that it's a difficult game to go into because we very easily could have been lulled into their lack of pay, you know, their lack of pace of play or right. their style of play or their kind of borderline disinterest and just kind of playing the game out and that kind of thing. We you very easily could get lulled into that into being a part of that, and so it was very. Um, very uplifting and very encouraging that, you know, not only did we take our first, but we didn't, then we didn't write one nil and then sit back. We didn't do that. We kept going. We kept pressing. We wanted to get the second. We wanted to get the third. They came back and scored a couple, you know, scored one. And we were like, Hey, we're not done yet. So it's, right. it's you know, you don't, I think for me, it was very encouraging on our part and nothing, nothing have to do really with Sheffield United other than the fact that I'm glad that we didn't get lulled into their, into what they wanted to have happen, which is really right. play the nine minutes out, have a bit of a kickabout, you know, maybe get out with a draw or see what happens when people start scoring goals. But I was glad that we scored the first one and then we kept at it and kept rolling and we punished them. That's what you have to do is that's true. If, you know, if somebody's not going to match your level, then you've got to punish them for that. Yep. And and we did that, which is a good sign. It is a good sign. We haven't seen it enough. So for me, this that was a huge positive. Now we have to talk about Unfortunately, I think this is a huge negative. Let's talk about this. Harrison Reed gets sent off late in the match, Matt, and um, he will miss the match against Wigan. This, to me, is a loss. He has been, I think, Fulham's best player for a while now, at least since the restart. Well, I should say since the restart. He's, I think he's been Fulham's best player. What do you make of this? And I'm going to share some comments from the Fulham supporters on Harrison Reed. We've got more than a few people that are concerned about this. Yeah, um, just not uh, – didn't make a great decision. Um, you know, you, you've, I, I assume that he got the yellow card after the goal. Um, uh, when when he got the yellow card, right? I think right after uh, Bobby's goal, I believe. Or maybe – no, their, their third goal. Um, I can't remember when he got it, but I didn't really see that one. But the, but the one he got sent off for was just cynical – uh, at best, um, you know, I'd love to see kind of what, you know, what I'd love to see the full field view because yeah. I'd love to see who was retreating back. Did he have cover? Because this, this was made right in front of the bench. Right. So it wasn't in the middle of the field. It wasn't in our attacking third. It was on the halfway line in front of our bench. Um, and we're up two goals at the time. And so you're kind of wondering, 
you know, where his head was uh, with that decision. Maybe he didn't know he had a, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really hard to explain, but it is going to be a big, big loss. Um, I guess the only positive is he'll get some rest. Yep. It's, it's probably the only positive to it. Um, uh, along with the fact that we actually played pretty well in the middle of the field, um, you know, without, you know, without him early in the match. So we did, um, you know, but, but you know, you know, Arter's not a 90 minute player. That's right. Uh, you know, you, you know that you, you struggle to think that Anima is probably a 90 minute player. Um, so, you know, luckily Karen, he's coming back into the team. So it looks like it's probably, and he played by the way, that's a positive. He yeah, did and, play. So, and Steph Joe is probably not a 90 minute player either. So you're right. looking at a lot of not 90 minute players. Right. right. You have to mix a match without him because Harrison Reed is a 90 minute player. So I want to share some comments with you. So let's start here from my friend, Chris Davidson in Spain. What was Reed doing? Getting himself sent off. Misses the next game, which could be crucial. And what do you think he was thinking at at the time? It's a good point from Chris here. I th- I think that he he didn't know what was behind him in terms of our retreating defenders. I think he thought that it was kind of a last ditch, slow the, you know slow the play down, slow you know stop the counter attack. Um, that's what he was thinking. But obviously, being on a yellow card, you can't do that. No, you uh, can't. And you know you've got to be you've got to be a little bit smarter there. Um, and you know, that's that's really the only way to explain it. It's it's almost unexplainable, really. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to share some more comments about Harrison Reed. We have a few. Nathan Weber says, how big of an impact will no Reed have on Wednesday? I, I think it's going to have an impact. We're going to have to see. We're going to play him well. What, I don't know what kind of impact because Matt's just already talking about we don't have any 90-minute midfielders right now. So, again, it's it's very interesting. It's it's uh, It could be an issue. And here's from David Perry. Not sure why you bring on Harrison Reed at all. Up three to one. Johansson is doing fine. No need. What are your thoughts about what David says here? Yeah, I, I did. I did kind of look at it sideways when he came on. Um, I didn't know if it was if it was if it was necessary. I think par- probably what Parker was doing is let him go stretch his legs and let's shut this game down. You know, you think when you put Reed on that you're going to shut the game down and that'll be that. Um, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, basically the only thing it did when it came on, was open things up, um, in terms of the game, the game was much more end to end and much more open from that point. So yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a, a weird decision, uh, and to, to go back to the last question, I think the biggest impact kind of what we've been talking about is you, uh, three of our five substitutes, you could see all three center, central midfielders substituted. On That's Wednesday. right. Um, just because. I'm not sure any of them are, are can play 90 minutes. So you may see you may see K-Mac towards the end of the match. You might have to. You know, so you're going to see some different – it's basically going to be midfield by committee, I think. Right. Uh, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting situation. And, uh, listen, we have a lot of comments. I, I just want to find one because this actually put a smile on my face because Giannis knows how I feel about this side. So it's from our co-host Giannis. Up the foam, Schmola relegated. Now, I cannot stand Hull City. So uh, thank you, Giannis, for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's already one down. So what we need, the biggest thing that we need from the bottom of the table is we need Barnsley to win tomorrow so that their game against Brentford means something to them. Um, you know, if, yeah. if Barnsley lose tomorrow against Nottingham Forest, then they're down and they have nothing to play for. So the biggest thing at the bottom of the table for us is we actually need Barnsley to win tomorrow so that their game on Wednesday uh, against Brent, at Brentford uh, actually means something. 
Um, but yeah, no, 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 she, no, uh, no tears shed for, for whole city. <laughs> Def, definitely not. Definitely not by me. Uh, I'm one that, uh, again, uh, I'm fine with that total. I'm totally fine with, uh, with them right now. That's that to me, uh, fine by me. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Let's end here. Give me your man of the match. Uh, to me, it's got to be Cabana. Um, you know, having your having your hand in three of the five goals, scoring two, winning the penalty. Um, you know, a couple things that I saw from him were just really, really encouraging. You know, we're, we're up 3-0 towards the end of the first half, and he is still sprinting after a ball that's played to nowhere towards our towards the, our attacking corner. Um, just a ball that's basically cleared, and you see him sprint the ball all the way out of you know all the way out of bounds. So um, you know to put in that kind of effort when you're up three nil, um, you know just shows kind of his drive. And so I've got to I've, I've got to give him the nod. Okay, very good. All right. Excellent show, my friend. I, I just want to mention to everyone who's watching and then will be listening to Cottage Talk. Thank you, everyone. Uh, this went live on my Twitter account, Russ underscore Goldman, and also on the Cottage Talk Facebook page. And knock on wood, Matt, my internet connection stayed connected, so you do not see a frozen Russ, which is nice. So that was good. But I do want to mention that we will have a post-match show. And uh, I do have a couple of, uh, what to say, at least one new co-host joining us. So it should be very interesting. So get ready to watch uh, another or listen to another Cottage Talk episode. That'll be our post-match show. Look for that on Sunday. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. For Matt Smith, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.